This is for the others out there, the other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me, and together, let's find the others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Find the Others podcast. Joshua Church, your host here. Happy Wednesday. And on today's edition of Hump Day Hype, I'm excited to dive deeper with you all onto the takeaways that I had from my climbing trip on Mount Rainier with my brother and my cousin. And it's always super fun coming back from any expedition or trip or some major thing that happens or that you take part in. And people are genuinely curious. And I love that and are always asking, how was it? It, it can be very difficult to sum up a, a major experience into a few sentences, a few words. Anybody who travels knows this. Oh, how was your trip? Oh, it was good. It was great. Like, how how deep do you want me to go? I always like to say, well, if you really want to know, we got to go grab coffee because there's a lot to actually share and unpack. So consider this the cup of coffee where uh, I am able to go a bit deeper with you and chat. For those who are really curious and genuinely want to know what I'm taking away from this experience climbing Mount Rainier and the different mindset shifts and perspective shifts that uh, that I had out on the mountain. So here we go. There's seven takeaways here. And um, number seven really has been the game changer for me as I've been integrating. So uh, for the people who want to really want to know, here we go. Casual answer will never suffice. There's uh, the big thing with this all is integration is the key, right? It's like going and doing something is one thing, but how do you bring that back and integrate? I've always been very curious about this with any different travel I've done or experience I've done is, okay, that's cool, but how can you actually use this to better your day-to-day? So this is the lens that I really look at this through. So every takeaway that I'm going to share is also going to be paired with like one action item or one um, one thought of how this can be relatable or integrated. This concept or principle can be integrated into the day-to-day. So what we actually did, and starting with that, what we did was a six-day mountaineering skill seminar uh, with, a, with a guide group called RMI. And we were learning mountaineering techniques like uh, climbing, being, climbing roped in with crampons and ice axe, self-arrest, team arrest, crevasse rescue, uh, rope ascension, ice climbing, belaying, av- avalanche assessment, uh, and many, many more skills. And so there was a group of 15 of us, and I went with my cousin Rob and my brother Jacob and 12 other people, and five really experienced gu- and amazing guides. We had some incredible guides who had done lots and lots of big mountains They and becoming a guide through RMI is a very difficult thing to do. So these are top of the line people that you really, really trust and we get to learn from. It's really amazing. So the first the first takeaway here is, is preparation. So, so much goes into just taking the first step on the mountain and getting there really is half the fun. So, so much goes into it from the, the preparation to get yourself into shape beforehand to the actual travel there. Some people were coming from the East Coast. Some people were coming from all over the country. Um, for us, it's a little bit of an easier flight into Seattle, but the travel to get there, the, the, uh, the acquiring of all the gear, the proper gear, the gear check, the packing, 
the the food prep, the planning, the planning the route, all of these different things. We had a full day uh, seminar just on, on on rope tying and knot tying and learning some of the basics down at actual camp before going onto the mountain. So so much goes into just taking that first step on the mountain, and that's also part. Of, that's that's so much of the fun of it. And preparation is so key because not being prepared can literally mean the difference of life and death when you're on the mountain. And when you if you're bringing the wrong things or you you're not bringing something that's essential everything on the list is what we call essential meaning you have to bring it and there's nothing on the list that's not essential because there's only so much space you can carry in your pack and so much weight our packs are about 55 pounds on the first day going up so being prepared is everything and being a minimalist in that way there's no room for taking oh i'll take extra this and typically when you pack oh i'll just take a i'll take a couple extra pairs of socks or shoes like no no no, no. there's no there's no room for that <laughs> everything is essential so cultivating that minimalist mindset and that mindful mindset also is really helpful when you're on the mountain we practice leave no trace so everything you bring up you also bring down wrappers uh trash waste everything you bring down off the mountain which is a really great way of leaving something better than you found it so uh preparation and and a similar mindset to showing up on the mountain same same thing towards the night before triathlon is a really exciting time before you're about to compete and it was very similar in that way of getting into that right mindset preparing for battle as it feels like preparing for uh an endeavor and, and preparing to really push yourself and leave your comfort zone. It's so fun. That night before is always so, so exciting and ang- anxious and nervous and all the feels, but I always love that. And this is everything that goes into just before you take that first step. So the, the, the kind of practical a- application of this, uh, it reminds me of a quote from Abe Lincoln who says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the ax. So meticulous detail and preparation is everything. How you, and the question is, how do you show up when you're preparing for something? How do you really prepare? What goes into the preparation before you take that first step? So whatever goal you're working towards, focus, double down on the preparation. If, if your goal is to chop down a tree like Abe Lincoln and you have six hours to do it, spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. So that's the number one, preparation and getting there being half the fun. The second takeaway is is the value in creating space. There's so much value in creating space from the day to day. So you know when you're in the day to day grind and routine and you're working and you're and you're moving and grooving, having some time to actually take a breath and take some space away from that from the day to day it creates so much value. You let the dust settle and you can see clearly. You get, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees as the saying goes and creating that space on a on a macro level and a micro level uh, are, are really important. And the, the other takeaway from this idea of creating space and, and having a full week, this is a full week off the grid, so a full week of not being plugged into email, computer, phone, none of that stuff. Uh, such, a, such a breath of fresh air. And uh, it's it's also a wonderful kind of litmus test to 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 see how you're doing or or where your priorities are in life when you come back and you're actually not dreading it. Like that was a cool takeaway for myself as well is to come back and not be dreading. A lot of people talk, oh, I got to get time to get back to reality. It's like I'm very excited to to get back and to to get back and start plugging away and working on the cool projects I'm working on with the cool people and cool clients that I work with. So it was a, it was a beautiful takeaway as well to be excited to plug back in. And that's a great lit, litmus test for anybody here. Are you using vacation as a way to escape or is it an enhancement? 
how do you feel when you're coming back from vacation or you're coming back from being off the grid or not working? How does how does that feel for you? So it's a great uh, something I'm very grateful to be able to say that I that I felt awesome coming back and excited even even more so. So the the takeaway from this is that uh, take time on a macro and a micro level. So on a, on a macro level, take some take a few days off, take some time off the grid, get back into nature, go to go on a vacation, whatever it is. You don't have to go far. You can stay right at home. Take some time unplugged away from the devices. It made such a difference. And on a micro level, on a day to day, you've all heard me talk about taking the every Saturday off from from work and, and on that micro level, even on a day to day basis. Like one of the things there's an, um, tremendous advantages from being in the digital age that we live in. But one of the drawbacks is certainly that we're never off. We're always accessible. We're always we have email pushed to our phone. You have work pushed to your phone. You have social media pushed to your phone. On a, on, a, on a micro level, power down. This is one of the bigger things that I've done in the past couple of years is when I'm done working, like I shut down the computer. I leave my phone in the other room or I, I, I certainly have all my notifications turned off because of that. It's these micro breaths of air and these, these, these space, these moments of space that allow you to see clearly. So create some space for yourself in your life. Take a, it can be as simple as a solo, solo walk, some solitude, some solo walk in nature by yourself, whatever it is. Create that space for yourself. The third takeaway here, take care of yourself like your friend's life depended on it. This is a pretty powerful one, and this is uh, similar to Jordan Peterson, his second rule of 12 rules for life in the book, 12 Rules for Life, which is a great read. He says, treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping, because as humans, we tend to do better when we're focused on other people versus ourselves in terms of helping them or taking action. So one of the things that I learned was mountain climbing is a team sport. You don't really think of it that way, but when you're roped in, it's a team sport because if you're roped into somebody, you become either an asset or a liability and you do not want to be a liability. You don't want to be a liability because being a liability can mean risking your teammates and your teammates' lives. So when you're roped in, you're roped into a rope team of usually three or four people. And and the reason why you're roped in is because when you're climbing on a glacier, there's crevasses. So big <laughs> glaciers are moving and there's these big holes in the these big cracks in the glaciers that drop. And you've probably seen this in movies or or, or learned about this in science class in mid middle school, but the crevasses drop deep. Some of them are very, very, very deep. And they're covered in snow. So some of them you you can't actually see, which is dangerous. So that's why we're roped in because if somebody falls, if your one of your teammates falls in, then you can go into a self-arrest position and um, catch them, right? So the rope, you're roped in, so you're actually holding their weight and then you can set up a, a system to an anchoring system to then uh, pull them up. And this is something that we practice and learned. And as part of the skill seminar, we actually simulated this and, and went down into an actual crevasse as our, as our teammates pulled us up and as we pulled our teammates up. So it was, it was a really cool day when we learned that, uh, and to feel that's that sufficiency to be able to, uh, to, to do that. So you're, you don't want to be a liability. So there's three questions that you have to ask yourself every single break. And these are questions the guides are always asking as they're assessing you. And you have to be asking to asking yourself, as you're continuing to move up the mountain and the three questions you have to answer yes to in order to keep continuing are one can I take care of myself am I able to zip my jacket up am I able to drink water can I take care of myself two can I take care of my team am I able to help my team am I able to be past just what I'm able to do and actually take care of my team and three do I have enough energy to make it back home because Getting up is one thing, but you also got to get down. <laughs> that was a pretty funny thing. It's like, yep, there's no there's no expressway down. You don't get to the top and hit the buzzer, and then the helicopter comes and picks you up. You have to actually get back down, and getting back down is 
almost even more challenging uh, at times. And I found that as well. So those three questions, can I take care of myself? Can I take care of my team? Do I have enough energy to make it back home? So, uh, I, I, I felt this the first day. So the first day we were climbing up and, and I realized that I was not as prepared as I would have liked to be. I did not do as many weighted pack, uh, hikes because when you're carrying 55 pound packs, everything changes. So, uh, I started cramping up as we were walking. Every step I was taking was like my quads and hamstrings and glutes were like on the verge of cramping. You know, they were like dancing right, right about to cramp up and so I was falling behind I was taking a smaller pace slower pace this is before we were roped in on the first day and after one of the breaks I decided to wedge myself in the middle of the line so that I would be forced to keep pace and it worked I was forced to keep pace I downed some electrolytes which helped and then I was forced to keep pace and I just took my mind to another place and just kept stepping one foot in front of the other so I was actually forced to dig deeper on the first day than I was anticipating which was a humbling uh, reminder and wake-up call for sure so the the takeaway from here is um take care of yourself like your friend's life depended on it. it put your oxygen mask on first before helping others you got to make sure that the first question of those three questions is can i take care of myself before asking the question can i take care of my team can i take care of myself and you have to take care of yourself like your friend's life depended on it so that's a that's a that's a big takeaway that i'm going to be integrating moving forward here as well and and then the concept of wedging yourself into the line so it became so much easier when i wedged myself into the line so i was forced to keep up with so surround yourself with the people who will literally pull you forward like i was experiencing here with the get into a pace maybe it's a bit uncomfortable but you know that this pace is going and you know that these people are going to wherever you want to go it's going to make a massive massive difference the next takeaway, chunk it down. So the first day we had six hours of climbing or five five or six hours of climbing. And it seems like a lot, right? When you're doing five or six hours of climbing and 20,000 steps, it seems like almost too much to even comprehend. But we chunk it down. And when you chunk it down, it becomes a lot easier to digest. So instead of thinking about like, oh, we've got a day of six hours of climbing today, the way that we would do it is we would climb for an hour and then take a 10 minute break and then climb for another hour and then take another 10 minute break and then climb for another hour and then take a 10 minute break. Made it so much more digestible to be able to just focus on cool. I'm just going to keep moving one step in front of the next for an hour and then we get a little break and then I'm going to re-energize, get some food, get some water, and then I'm going to do another push for another hour and then we'll take another break. So that was so helpful in being able to chunk it down. And we also utilize something called the rest step. The rest step is when you're taking a when you're taking a step, you kind of kick your hip out. So you're resting on your skeletal system instead of using your your muscles so that you actually work smarter, not harder. So you're using your skeletal system and, and it's a little micro rest. And it's usually about it's like half a second. You take like half a second pause as you're sitting there kind of almost in the Captain Morgan pose, right, with your leg up. But you're not expending any energy because you're just leveraging your skeletal system and you're 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 locking your hip out and you're locking your knee. So it's about a half a second rest each step that you take which isn't a lot you pause for half a second but if you think about it half a second over 20,000 steps half a second each step for over 20,000 steps that starts to add it add up and it gives you a substantial amount of break over the time so chunking it down and then and then building it back up these little micro actions really start to add up and one of the things that I learned is that climbing is 90% walking and breathing and we learn also learn the pressure breath which is 
it's 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 blowing a forceful air out to cycle the stale air at the bottom of your lungs as you start getting into thinner air it's a really important thing to do to keep oxygenating your system properly so climbing is 90 percent walking and breathing and and this reminds me in this practical takeaway here and this reminds me of this quote success is the ruthless mastery of the basics success is the ruthless mastery of the basics climbing is 90 percent walking and breathing getting to the top of a mountain seems really complicated but the majority of it is just walking and breathing and and mastering those skills success getting to where you want to go seems really intense far away to go it's really just the ruthless mastery of the basics and you chunk it down be built for the long haul be built for the six hour climb but chunk it down take take these big goals that you have and chunk it down into easier digestible bite-sized goals and stick to the process of it forget about where you're going just stick to the process of it and know that that process is going to lead you there so working smarter not harder conserving energy these are all practical takeaways of how you can implement this into your life so that was a big takeaway the next takeaway here is your intention and your goal there's always a time every time i do an experience like this there's always a time where you have your why questioned and you got to come back to it and for me, you, you hit a wall, if you will. And for me, it was actually the first night. The first night when we got up there, we had up to 85 mile an hour gusts of wind, which was insane. And uh, staying in a tent, not the most luxurious in that in those conditions and snow and, and single, single digit uh, temperatures, you feel like you're just gonna get blown off the mountain. The tent is like whipping in your face, it's super loud with the wind whipping and with, with the body heat inside of the tent, there starts, it starts to condensate as well. So you like water, you, you wake up, water is like dripping on your face. I maybe got an hour of sleep that first night and it was really, really uncomfortable. And I kept coming back to my goal. One of my goals here and my intention was to get out of my comfort zone and to, and to grow through that. Well, I had arrived pretty quickly that first night when it's just the winds whipping your face, you're in a sleeping bag, you know, you have to make the 30 minute decision. Do I need to get up to go pee? Do I not? Can I make it through the night? Um, but the big takeaway here is just, you got to grit down sometimes because the winds will pass. We knew the winds were not going to last forever though. They did last all night till about five or 6am. They, they won't last forever. Uh, it reminds me of Zayavor Vegam Zayavor in Hebrew, which means this shall pass and this too shall pass. So the good stuff shall pass and the bad stuff, this too shall pass as well. So everything is temporary. And sometimes, and the, the practical implementation here, sometimes the wind is just in your face. You got to hold close to your why. Remember why you're here and why you're doing what you're doing. And then trust that the winds will pass. The winds will shift because they do. Just like the weather system shifts, it changes. So this also reminds me of a, a phrase that my dad used a lot growing up, which is the memory is better than the experience. Oftentimes the memory is better than the experience. That first night certainly was one of those, was one of those nights so have that intention and goal close and trust that this shall pass if you're going through a tough time this shall pass and uh, this too shall pass and it will not last forever sometimes you just got to grit down the sixth takeaway here on not summiting so we did not summit the mountain there's a there's a lot to unpack here but we were forced to turn back due to avalanche hazard and weather system that we were not equipped for uh, with the right gear uh, for the temperatures that we were experiencing are very uncommon for uh, for this mountain, especially this time of year. So let's be clear. If you're setting out to climb a mountain, the summit is the goal. Like the summit is always the goal. It was the goal for us. But sometimes it's not achieved on the first go around. The mountain's not going anywhere. And that was a big perspective shift is like, oh, we didn't reach the goal. It's like, no, we just didn't reach the goal yet. 
the the summit is still the goal. It's not a goal. It's the goal is not going anywhere. And then it and then embodying that perspective allows me to shift this not as a failure or failed attempt, but this is just a really good recon mission. I learned so much on this mountain. Next time I go, it's going to be a whole different experience. And we will summit. And if it doesn't happen that time, we're going to summit the next time, because this is this is part of the sport. Like part of the sport is is not summiting. And I, I reached out to, um, to, to the legend, Dave Nettle, who we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro with. And cause I knew he would have great perspective on this. And he said a phrase that he likes to use is don't turn back, get turned back. Meaning don't turn back because it's in your power to turn back, but get turned back, get turned back because of the conditions, because you've done everything you can. And Sometimes it doesn't fall. The cards don't fall that way. And that's part of what makes the summit so beautiful is it can be elusive despite your best efforts. It's it's part of the game of mountain climbing. All veterans have had several turnarounds. And to them, it's it's not a failed summit attempt. It's It can really just be viewed as uh, not yet, right? So that was a really good, good lesson to learn and not reach the summit. It, it definitely stings. But there's also two ways to look at it. You can look at it that way and you can see the positive in it, or you can be really upset by it. And there certainly were some people in our group that were upset by it. And, and you can really see people's inability to adapt is what creates the suffering, any perceived amount of suffering and, and it, being able to adapt. And sometimes you don't hit your goals. And this is the, the practical implementation is you can do everything right. Sometimes we did everything right. We, we were there, we had the right gear, we were ready, we were prepared, we felt great on summit day. And some things, sometimes still things just don't work out. And it's not, it's not a no it's just a not yet that's the big takeaway sometimes the things that are that seem like a no are just it's not really a no it's just a not yet so that was uh that was definitely helpful and it also reminds me of the uh the serenity prayer god grant me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference so uh, front and center right here not summiting Still, still, still taking uh, some bites off of this one, and, and I'll continuously share updates on this because I know this will be valuable down the road. The final takeaway here, and this one is really, this one's a really powerful one that I think I'm that I, that I'm going to sum up here for you. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, Tim Ferriss quotes. I love this quote from Tim Ferriss. He says, "The more voluntary suffering you build into your life, the less involuntary suffering will affect your life." Man, this is sum it up right here. The more voluntary suffering you build into your life, the less involuntary suffering you will affect your life. Meaning the more that you seek out the challenges and the more that you put yourself in these uncomfortable situations voluntarily, then the less the things that the curveballs that get thrown your way will actually affect your life. The less the challenges that come hit you will actually affect your life. It's just about building your tolerance through discomfort and putting yourself in these situations that increase that tolerance. So seek the challenges that inspire you or the challenges will find you. We have the choice. We can seek these challenges. It takes these challenges to reveal your character, to build strength, to build grit, to build perseverance. If you want to know what you're capable of, a lot of us want to grow and we want to know what you're capable of. What's the best way to do that? Get pushed past what you actually think that you're capable of. And guess what? It's painful. It's not fun. You're in a tent with 80 mile an hour winds, right? You're nearly passing out due to hypoxia and not enough oxygen in the air. It's not fun, but it always leads to that growth. It always strengthens your resolve to figure it out. It always allows you to come back and have an increased tolerance for stress, for the other stuff that hits you. And this is, it doesn't need to be an extreme level like this, just the 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 discipline to finish the workout, to lean into that and to push yourself to uh, mental challenge, whatever. It doesn't need to be physical even, to push yourself past what you thought you're capable of. 
that voluntary suffering, the stuff that sucks in the, in the, in the meantime is what leads to you being a more resilient person. So man, this is just a big takeaway right here. Stagnation also does not exist amidst challenges. When you're challenging yourself, there's no stagnation. There's no stagnation or boredom on the mountain when you're climbing. You're not thinking about it. There's no, there's not, there's none of that. There's no on board. There's no, uh, stat, you know, I, I feel stagnant right now. I don't feel like I'm pushing myself in life. That's what, that's what we feel. We, we've become, we've become allergic to getting out of our comfort zone. And, and that's such a bad thing because that's well, you just sit on your couch all day. You don't feel good. You don't feel inspired. You don't feel challenged. You don't feel fulfilled. Fulfillment comes from these challenges. And this was such a great reminder of this. Getting out of your comfort zone is not a one-time thing. It's a constant, constant thing. And I was grateful to be reminded of it this time. It's not just like you do the thing once and then, yo, cool. Yeah, I've got out of my comfort zone. It's a constant day in, day out, uh, weekly, monthly, yearly pursuit to be on. So the practical takeaway here is edge into it on a macro scale and a micro scale. I keep coming back to this on a bigger view. And then on a day-to-day view on a bigger view, let's sign up for that challenge, that event, that endeavor, sign up for that half marathon that you feel like you're not ready for quite yet. Sign up to go learn a new language, invest in yourself in that program that you want to take, send it. Sometimes you just got to send it, book that travel, book that ticket to go take that travel. You've been talking about on a macro scale, just some, just send it, just sign up, just send it. And then on a micro scale, Lean into that discomfort on day to day. Ask that question that you feel uncomfortable asking. Do that thing that scares you. Bring up that thing. Have that conversation. We all know we get to that point. We throttle back. We, we have this like ceiling. We know what question we want to ask. We know what thing we want to say. We know what action we need to take. We know it. We internally know exactly what we need to do, but we throttle back. We stop ourselves. We put a ceiling on ourselves from doing this. So this is the big takeaway that I'm leaning in and taking in. And I took in from last week when I got back and into this week as well, which is just leaning in a little bit more, 10% more, not a whole crazy amount, but just 10% more, just edge in a little bit more because that is where that is that muscle that just serves you so well for when life does throw crap your way to be able to handle it. You're, you're, you have a stronger muscle when you're doing it voluntarily. So summing it up, the more voluntary suffering you build into your life, the less involuntary suffering will affect your life. So those are my takeaways. Uh, this episode be, it turned out to be a bit longer than I was expecting, but I guess there is a lot. So this is the answer to the question. How was the climb? How was the experience? It couldn't be just a simple five minute, uh, five minute or two minute response. Apparently it has to be around a half hour response. So, um, for those of you tuning in, hopefully this, uh, provided some value, some context, some color for you, and you can take some of these things as well and tune it in. You don't have to go climb a mountain. I just did it for you. So you can take this away from it, but I a hundred percent do challenge you to challenge yourself. That's the big takeaway here. Uh, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Lots of love to you. If you're still listening to this, hopefully you're not sick of my voice at this point, but, um, I am excited to, uh, continue this conversation, continue integrating this, continue challenging myself and, uh, continuing to do it with the others out there. Lots of love. And I'll see you guys next time.